Today on the podcast, we got my dude, Todd McCullough, a.k.a. T-Mac Fitness. T-Mac is a former college football player, played at the University of Florida, then got into finance, and the market crashed. Lost his job. Then he reached back into what he'd been doing his whole entire life, fitness, training, sports, and started training people. He did. So he started training people here. He was able to work his way in, and he talks about this on the podcast, work his way into some pretty high-end spots here in Los Angeles. And then started his online platform, which has now been up and running for a handful of years. And he's one of the most influential micro-influencers. <laughs> Somebody called him that recently. We don't know if it's a compliment or an insult or both, Timmy. Anywho, on the podcast today, we talk about how he started and transitioned from football player to finance to fitness instructor to how he's now growing his online business. His big thing is, is mind right I mean, getting your mind right, mindfulness. So we talk a lot about that. And we dig into a lot of behind the scenes of what he does with his business now and things he's messed up in the past. We hope you enjoy. Uh, we are live on the podcast, Timmy. Today hey, we got yo. my dude, Mr. T Mac, Todd McCullough, T Mac Fitness. So. We're talking about micro influencers. <laughs> and the conversation's <laughs> now over. <laughs> uh, fresh, fresh out of the ocean this morning. Yep. How's the surf? What a good way to Great. Start day. I don't know if it was a surf per se, but we sat on the board. There were surfboards in the water. Like if you walk by, you the, would think that dude could surf with that beard. Yeah. yeah. It not really. Yeah. I bleach, did the bleach. Why? Well, yeah, here's yeah. here's okay. So this Across is my third tips. time. Yeah. Third time surfing. I got on the board with my knees and moved a little bit. <laughs> you're like, what the hell do I do now? And yeah, and I didn't mean to get on my knees. I was trying to get on my feet. Like when you're coming in or going out? Going no, coming in. Okay. I caught the he wave. Caught the wave. Caught oh, it. I got it. I caught the wave and somehow I tried to get up on my feet, just didn't do it fast enough. And I ended up on my knees and I was rolling and then I just dipped out. And then another time I got both feet on there, but didn't move like feet on off. You weren't even close on that one. No, no, not no. even close. Did, did you have, get up you guys today? Get video? I, I did a knee roll. No video. I did the knees oh, nice. and look half stand up for about a second. <laughs> one, one of the guys got up but if you and see surfed. Our, but if all of you listen, if you see our Instagram photos, we look like legit surfers. Oh, across the yeah, board. Like every, for us like four dudes. Yeah. You're a micro influencer. That's what you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, one, the one dude got up and surfed for yeah. three seconds. I don't even know if Matt did. No, Matt was getting ready for his YouTube videos. He nice. Was out, he was out of it. Yeah. <laughs> mentally, mentally not there. It's yeah. Supposed, it's slays. It's right. Slays. Yeah. His name is Slays now. That's nice. Matt Slays is his name. Oh. Him and his wife got a big YouTube page. And yeah. and his wife has their own big YouTube page. Yeah. Slays is kind of a cool last name. It is. It's cool name. And it's yeah. real. Yeah. Why didn't she yeah, go by Slays? I feel like a kind of a porn star name. Matt Slays. Yeah, he doesn't it's look a like a porn star. It's a so- he doesn't look like a porn He does not. He's like a porn star. He's like a very nice doctor or yeah. dentist. I'm pretty type. sure all the people that watch him too are kids. So let's just change subjects. True. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, T Mac. Well, you're, you're back filming your T Mac Fitness Island videos. Yep. Which our mother loves, mm-hmm. and you're doing more beginner stuff, right? How awesome is it that y'all's mom does the videos? Yeah. I know, right? She loves it. It's really cool to see uh, people of all skill sets. Like for the first couple of years, we just filmed it was just my ass, you know, because I couldn't afford to paint one, um, doing all the workouts, and they were pretty much moderate to advanced. And these were workouts I was doing like the days that like had long days, couldn't get in the gym, and my clients were a lot of them were bi coastal, so they were doing these 20 minute no equipment workouts. Um, and then now we're filming beginner levels. So, so folks like your mom, and I've yet to convince my mom to actually do them. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, everyone can have access to a win each day. And that's really rewarding for me. Yeah. How did you, so, so talk, talk to us about how you even started that. Cause you, so you played football, Florida. Yep. 
so played football at University of Florida. Uh, ended up having like five surgeries from football. Where at? Uh, three knees, two shoulders. Ooh. And, you know, it was one of those deals. I was fortunate to live that childhood dream, but like I was burnt when football was over. Like the NFL worked out great, but you're not, you know, went from like a 4 seven forty to a 5 flat. You're not playing the NFL mm-hmm. or a 5 flat. Yeah. So that's why I'm training people and not actually getting trained. Yeah. Uh, and so ended up, long story, I guess, the whole backstory was, ended up working at Merrill Lynch, was a financial advisor there. So I always joke and say I'm probably the only personal trainer with a Series 7. Um, <laughs> so went through that whole deal. Great experience. What state were you at? When I you was were in there? Florida. Okay. So I grew up in a small town, went to Gainesville an hour away, worked in Ponte Vedra, which is a nice little beach town in Florida. Um, Awesome transition out of football, but just felt completely not me, just lost. Got out of a five-year relationship. Um, It was just starting to ask, like, who is Todd outside of football? What is it? Like, I loved playing, loved the Gators, but when you're – I didn't want it to be my whole life. Like, I I wasn't going to be one of these guys that sits around and talks about Florida football the rest of his (laughs) damn life. Uh, And so ended up getting asked Merrill Lynch to transfer me as far away from Florida where no one knew who the hell I was. I had a buddy I played ball with up in Ventura. So we went to California, spent a time in L.A. and was like, L.A. is not me at all, but it sure as hell beats more exciting than being single at 24 in North Florida. Yeah. Uh, so had Merrill Lynch transfer me out here in 2008. Which H- you, had you been out here and visited and stuff I went before? out once to visit my buddy. That was it? That was it. Oh. With, the, with the intention of moving at that <laughs> no, point? No, just to get the hell out, of, just to get a just vacation. To just to oh, hang. Cool. Never been to California. And my buddy that I played with at Florida was been trying to get me to come out. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway – Ended up being out here and was like, okay, let's give do it. I, I'd do it for a year. But as soon as I moved here, the market crashed in 2008. Oh, that's right. If yeah. you're a, not a big producer in the, in the stock market world, your ass got laid off fast. Damn. So I got laid off and was honestly talking about like God's timing. Like if I had like, if, if I'd have been here for a year and the market crashed, I probably just would have transferred to another firm back in Florida, kept my book of business and continue. But I was like, I'm not ready to leave LA. So how do I pay the rent? And, you know, I grew up in the gym. My dad had a gym. If you played football at Florida, you're working with the best of the best. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I can train people. Like, figure out kind of like yourself, like, how do you just pay rent? Mm-hmm. And I remember taking all my suits to Goodwill, like all my fancy suits from Merrill Lynch. <laughs> and uh, got some board shorts and some wife beaters and started taking to the streets, handing out flyers. <laughs> so I went from, like, you know, fancy $900 suits yeah. to, like, board shorts looking yeah, like I was yeah. homeless. But it started to feel alive again since football. Did it's, you did you feel like you had to get certified or were you certified? Yeah, so I got certified as you a did, personal okay. trainer, which is not that hard to do. No, you just got to pay a few bucks and yeah. Have, yeah. A, have a couple hours on your hand. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, there's a like three or four legit certifications that if, if anybody's listening, if, you should work, if you're working with a trainer, they need to have like the NASM or the mm-hmm. ACE or just sure. a couple other ones that you want to make sure you get. Sure. Um, so you get that, but it was more of like, you know, I'd been training since I was a kid for football. Yeah. Like, I realized I would forget more about training than I would ever learn about finance at Merrill Lynch. Uh, and yeah. so it's kind of like, you know, what can you be great at? And I was, you know, I guess you could say it was kind of tapping into my God-given gifts, encouraging people, fitness, et cetera. And, you know, started off doing typical training like I did as an athlete with my clients and then just kicking their ass, kicking the, kicking their ass and, you know, hit training, athletic training. And that was started to, the business started slowly. I mean, two years, it was brutal. I mean, like I can remember you go to Trader Joe's, you get an ahi tuna steak and a brown rice for $2.29. And that's dinner. Yeah. Right? Like uh, yeah. many, many years of that. Or I'll say two years for sure. And that slowly started to build. Ended up boot camps growing a little bit. So 
uh, our buddy Ben, who's hat you're wearing right now, who's ah, the manager yeah. for like Andy Grammer. Shout out to the small giant. Small yeah. giant. So like yeah. Ben and like Andy Grammer used to come to the boot camps. Uh-huh. You know, it's like all these people just getting started. How did you How did you link up with them? Just literally f- handing out flyers. Damn. Like to the streets. Like if anyone's yeah. talking about like starting a business and what, literally handing out flyers. Handing out flyers. And what year is this? I- this is probably 2009, the market crash in 08. Yep, yep, okay. And so... I, so Instagram isn't... No, it didn't even exist. No. Didn't I think it existed, no? No. Was it 2012? Yeah, it wasn't until later. Okay. If, if it did, it wasn't anything. Yeah, right. No, I remember I doing... I think it was like this. Foursquare or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes I remember doing something similar to that where I, I had... I was training for mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, and I had gone and printed out little sheets with like take away my phone number kind of deals. Mm-hmm. And I went to the dollar store. I probably never told you this. Went to the dollar store with all the money I had. My, I had two maxed out credit cards and we were making money, but like, this is your business partner, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> He's still no, doing it. No, no, yeah. Well, no. So, so we, 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 I had two maxed out credit cards. We're making chunks of money and then gone, but that's yeah. going to LA rent like nothing. Yep. So I had seven cents, all right, a dollar seven. So I went to go get a dollar for thumbtacks just to put on wood, yep. and it was a dollar nine, and I didn't have it. Like I didn't have two cents. Yeah. Like, I literally couldn't. I had nothing. Two cents. And then the lady behind me was like, "I got you," and I did. I went and put tax all over Marina del Rey and Venice, and got nobody. Literally nobody from it. But I was like, "Fuck, I have I have nothing." So I got a good thumbtack story for you. Okay. So Palisades Park, if you're ever in Santa Monica on Ocean Avenue. Uh-huh. So I would put a thumb, I would get thumbtacks and I had some photos. I did, I did, after Maryland, I did everything you could pay the bills. I bartended, got laid off every two weeks. Did you, I you had a couple bucks though? Or did you yeah, have, I had a couple bucks saved, saved up from Maryland yeah. and okay. I had an apartment in Florida I was renting, right? So I definitely did that part somewhat right. Like even though I got laid off, like I had some sort of savings, okay. right, to fall back on. Um, but I would take thumbtacks. And put a flyer on every freaking tree in Palisades Park. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, after a couple months, I did this for months, or yeah. over months, but a year, the park rangers would recognize me from the flyers oh, and try to run me down oh, because they told me that all they did all day was take down my thumbtacks because I was making Santa Monica look like yeah. too much graffiti stuff. Yeah. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'd put up flyers, Santa Monica, or also Montana Avenue. These are all like the bougie areas of LA. Yeah. Santa Monica, um, the Palisades, and Brentwood. When and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'd go to the garages in Beverly Hills. A lot of gar- a lot of cars, one garage. I would think that was smart. Yeah. And so I would just hit up all the uh, fancy cars in the garages with flyers and had the boot huh. camps going. And so you know the boot camp slowly started to build. Never got real big, but one of those flyers, literally after a year and a half, got me into this building where like the who's who of LA live, randomly, right? Yeah. And I guess just my training style was different and unique than most of the Equinox guys that were collared shirt, clipboard, you know, drinking their fancy water. And I was in there blasting Eminem with a wife beater and was yeah. boxing and yeah. kicking the shit out of people. And then, you know, within six months I was training half the building and that went from wow. one building to another building to another building and found this niche in like a high end, um, private client for, for wellness, which kind of how all the dots connect because that's what I'd studied at Merrill Lynch. They taught us how to service a high net worth private client. So I was able to understand the personality type of that individual and then build a business on high-end private training. So it was like, all right, well, who are your centers of influence, right? These are the divorce attorneys in town. These are the buildings that people move uh-huh. into from London, Paris, New York to LA. So if you moved into one of these buildings and you were new to town, you, most of these people had a trainer where they lived before. Sure. So I didn't have like roots in town where I could get referrals. 
So I needed to figure out a way to get referrals. And so I would, I would go to all these people working at the front desk and be like, look, I'll give you 20% of the first package I sell. And so if you moved to one of these buildings in LA, there was probably one out of three chance you were getting my business card. Wow. Because here, you, that's you so think, huge. You think about it. Here's a woman who's probably working the concierge desk, making $40,000 in LA, has two or three kids, single mom, mm-hmm. and you can give her $200 referral fee. Who thinks cards nice she's giving out? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. She's giving out your card. So that yeah. eventually led to a good private client business. And then like any personal trainer, you know, you hope to get to this point and you have to make a decision. Am I fine making good money as a personal trainer? Or do I want to scale? And typically you scale with either a studio or possibly online. And this is about four years ago. And I wasn't sure Florida was home or California was home yet. And what made my training unique was I didn't need any equipment. The backstory of this is I talked to earlier is I had those five surgeries and I'd been on the side studying yoga every day, mm-hmm. like every single day. Like I'd take what, if I made 20 bucks training, I paid for a yoga class mm-hmm. like every day. So I found yeah. this guru in Vinyasa Flow in Santa Monica, Vinny Marino, and I went every day for probably five years. Wow. And I've been practicing now for almost a decade. And I was able to merge athletic training with yoga. And that's really what I was fired up and passionate about. I was like, how can I spent the first half of my life studying athletic training? And these yogis could benefit from that because they're asked to sit around singing Kumbaya all day and out of shape, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but I felt so amazing from the yoga practice. I was like, how can I share this with my athletic friends? And that's really how Team Act 20 came about was 20-minute workouts, no equipment, no excuses, and each workout ends in a brief meditation. So right, it allows your nervous system to switch over. So you're doing this hard workout, and then you let your nervous system switch over. So when you walk into that meeting tomorrow morning, not only are you full of energy, but you also have clarity and peace of mind. And that is a great gift to have. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I told you I do your meditation. I don't always do right. the workouts, uh-huh. but I do the meditation. Right. So we, we started hearing a lot of times like, hey, we like to go to the CrossFit, we like to go to the gym, we like to swim, whatever. Um, I really don't give a shit how people move. Yeah. We figure out what we like to move, right? Like if it's my team at 20 workout, like today we surfed and meditated, right? So I just, I think the combination, like like I think we make the best home workout out there. So if you're into home workouts, check us out. But honestly, I think the the combination is movement, shocking the system. So whether it be surf, CrossFit, and then dropping in, right? Like if you're very like a cerebral type, some people can wake up and just meditate. That's not most of us Americans. Yeah. Right. But if you shock the system, I can't do it either. You, and I've been practicing yoga for 10 years. You shock the system, right? You get the heart rate pumping. Then you drop in with a brief meditation. And so I created this meditation and it kind of came about from, again, so much pain in my body where I couldn't do a push up, I couldn't run. I I couldn't even got, I got where I couldn't even hardly do yoga half the time because I couldn't bend my for a chaturanga which Jeez. is like a low push-up, And yeah. so if, it's one thing if you have an injury and your knee hurts, you can work out your upper body, upper body, you work out your lower body. But when you have both, you're screwed, you're screwed yeah. right? Yeah. And if you're an athlete, like if I don't move first thing, I'm just not me. And so I would, what I would do is, you know, those of you are familiar with California, the ocean during the winter gets about 58, 57 degrees. It's pretty cold. And, you know, the waves are pretty good size. And mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would dive in the water and just swim out past the break at sunrise. Damn. No wetsuit. And when you, you have, like, if you don't come back to your breath, you'll pass the fuck out and die because there's no one out there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like there's no one out there at sunrise during the winter. And, but it forces you to come out of your breath. And what started to develop was like, I could draw myself, like even though my body's in so much pain, pull that up a little, even though the body was in so much pain, I could pull my like mind, so to speak out of my body and look down from above. So I could take myself, I'd take one of the places I'd take myself back to was like sitting around the the camp after a morning hunt with my family in Georgia 
and letting the fire warm up the body. And so I'd visualize my body getting warm. And then I would come on after, you know, about 20 minutes, the body starts to shut down at that temperature. Yeah. So I would get out and I would just sit there in the cold and you're breathing so hard to try to warm up. And I would start this kind of like, you know, I, I came into God at 12 years old, gave my life to Christ at 12 and had this more, been praying every morning and night for the most part since I was 12. And it was kind of like a half-assed prayer, like, like I'm, you're half asleep, you're falling asleep, whatever. And so I kind of merged that morning prayer, what I'd learned from yoga and this four-point meditation that kind of eventually led. And so I just finally just filmed a YouTube video where my friends have been doing it with me. They're like, hey, I want to share this with my friends. So I just, whatever, I'll film a YouTube video and just share it. And so now people around the world, like there's, I saw that there was a CrossFit gym in Alabama doing their CrossFit wide, and then they were all doing the guided meditation ah, on YouTube, right? That's cool. So How did you, cool. they, they send you that? Yeah, like they tagged, sent me, they tagged cool. me in like yeah. a video. Um, uh-huh. But there's no like, it's nothing like I invented anything new. It's just like taking, you know, the experiences I've had as an athlete mm-hmm. in yoga and just kind of, I think, made it in a presentable world. So we tell people all the time, like, hey, we'd love you to do our workouts, but go do you, yeah. right? And if you go to the gym, if you do whatever, here's this four-part meditation you do. It takes four or five minutes, and you'll have a better start to your day. Sure. That's what I, I told you I'd do it after. So I've been doing yoga for like two months, <laughs> consistently for two months. And at the end, I always have do. Have you bought Lululemon yet? I have not. Okay. I need clothes though. Maybe that's they, where I go. If they had them at the, the sweet, sweet. I don't know what they yoga. have. Sweat, sweat yoga. yoga. Sweat. You'd probably buy it though. I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> I'm a yoga whore now. Um, but I was. And by the way, I think again. that's consecutive podcasts in a row. Oh, I always we talk keep, about yoga now. Yoga I'm a yoga. yoga. Yeah. He's such a yogi. Yeah. I am. Uh, it He's helps. a micro influencer for He's yoga. He's a micro influencer. <laughs> 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 micro influencer. That's such a weird thing for somebody to say. Anywho, so you so you go from online. I'm pretty sure they were making fun of me. I think that was the, that <laughs> yeah. was that wasn't a. Uh, it's like <laughs> a backhanded <laughs> compliment. Yeah, pretty right, much. Like right. you're an influencer, but, but like yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like yeah. Can time. you pay a mortgage on micro? Right. Yeah. Uh, so so you go from biz where you're training people, and then yep. you go to the online biz. Yep. And obviously you weren't you didn't have. 10 million subscribers off the jump. No, and you still don't No, but no, not even close. No. <laughs> but like, how do you, one, what was the decision? Just, just cause you wanted to scale. And then two, like, how did you decide, Oh shit, how am I going to film this? I need to hire a production company. I need to do this, that. Yeah. And then I'm sure you've had a ton of issues since then. Oh, ton of, like I said, ton of issues. Like you're always learning something new. Right. All the time. Um, so I would say, so for the first part was I was fortunate again, like, and I think for people out there that are listening to this, entrepreneurs, right, is be great at one thing, you know? So I dedicated the first probably five years of LA of building a solid private training, right? So eventually we're just, you know, you don't have to worry about clients, getting new clients, they're just constantly referrals. And so that was at a point where, you know, I was running around, I was probably managing about 15 clients, running around all LA doing, you know, anywhere from seven to nine sessions a day, five on Saturdays, Sundays off. And so I was making decent money. Yeah. Um, and I started scaling back from like 15, then I went to 10 just to create space. Just like, how can you scale to create these? And I'd been doing these work because some of these mornings I'd start at 4.30 in the morning and I was doing these workouts at 4 a.m. out in a park or my living room. Oh, or you wherever. do the workout before you started training? Yeah. I, I, like, there's something about like... When you walk into that first session as a trainer, it drives me nuts when I see it now. It's like they walk in there, their first client at 5 a.m., they're sipping their coffee, and like that, you feel that energy. Yeah, sure like you, you have do. a responsibility to that client to bring your best. 
And I just didn't feel right walking into my first client, like just waking up. So I would shock the system with a quick 20 minute workout and I had to do something fast and started creating these for myself, started giving these workouts to my clients to do when they traveled. Because most people, when they work uh, with a trainer, they work with a trainer, say, three days a week, and they sit on their ass the other four days. Yeah. And so I was like, just do these 20 minutes in your hotel room. Yeah. It'll like make my job yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. You'll make me look better faster. Right. So I had been practicing for years, and I was just fascinated. Honestly, like I would go to Palisades Park and just with my free time and just practice, like, how can I make this movement from – athletic training blend with this vinyasa flow practice and we just practice i was that weirdo out in the park just practicing <laughs> um and eventually i was like all right let's film these and so it started as a 50 minute program uh-huh. and it didn't sell well at all but all the feedback was like we kind of really like this we can only do it on the weekends do you have anything short during the week that you can do for 20 minutes and i was mm-hmm. like i can't get you in shape in 20 minutes it's just hard to do right and so eventually I like swallowed my pride, took the 50 minute program, chopped it down to the barrel cinches of like 20 minutes. And then that we shot three videos with my buddy, Matt, who uh-huh. we met this morning surfing. Yeah. Just went to the studio, rented out a studio for a couple hours. There's a little burp, shot, nice. shot three videos and they got some traction. And I just did that whenever I could with free, I'd, I'd train people, save up money, shoot them, put them on YouTube, save up money. I did, so you just put them on YouTube. You didn't yeah, like monetize them. I knew I didn't have any marketing dollars. I just put them on YouTube and they started getting a decent amount of traction. And then eventually I was like, all right, well, let's see if we can monetize this and monetize it. And we got some people to put in their credit cards. So I was like, all right, we've got something here. Yeah. And then it slowly since then been like, all right, now let's big reach a bigger demographic film, beginner level videos. And so that's kind of where we're at now. What do you think is the, the thing you've messed up the most? <sighs> so I think it's being a poor leader in the sense uh. of, I think every small business owner, they have to have a certain amount of pride and um, I guess you could say grit to get to a certain point in their career. And then the other part is learning to step back and hire other great people to fill in your weaknesses. And I'd say I've done a poor, piss poor job of putting together a team of people for my weaknesses. That's what I've done a poor job of. I've tried a partner before. She was super talented. just wasn't a good fit for either one of us. Um, She does great now. Yeah. Uh, But you know, I need to keep trying that more because I'm wearing too many hats at the current moment. Yeah. And so I would say that has been my biggest interest as far as t- is taking those next steps, you know, like in the football field, right? It's like right now I'm the head coach, offense coordinator, ND coordinator, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? Like you need position coaches. You need people to do what they do and let them do it. Yeah. Um, and, so, but that being said, it's easy to sit there and say that now, but how many people do you want to know want to dedicate the next, you know, the past four years of their life and not get paid mm-hmm. for sure. Cause I just gave away the content. Yeah. Not many people undertake that roller coaster of a ride. Yeah. Not too many talented people yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. So it's easy to sit there and say, yeah, I messed up on that, but I don't honestly know too many people that want to jump on that boat. Yeah. Probably not a lot. We all, I mean, we've never been really good at that. I don't, I'm, I know I am very much, I want to control shit. Yep. And I don't think it's in like an asshole way. Maybe it is. Isn't it, isn't it an asshole way to me? I don't think so. Let's talk. Uh, but I, I just don't like, I don't like when people don't do shit they're supposed to do. And also when we're paying people, like we've had people that we paid before and I, I want them to, to fill that time with creativeness. If we if we don't have a specific yep. project, dude, what are you doing? Dude, like you're just chilling right now. What are you doing? Come, come at, come at us with ideas. Let's create some cool stuff. We have this downtime. Let's do something cool. It's always the first sign you've got the wrong person when they're like that. Yeah. Right? Because like, for example, even today I'll get asked, like I go back to Nashville, I'm going to teach a free class for a charity, right? 
if you were to pay me my private rate, it's a lot of money. I'm going to teach this class for free and I will probably put in over four and a half hours of prep work for this free class Mm -hmm. to make sure that everyone who comes to this class has the best class they've ever had in their entire life. Yeah. It's hard to find someone who takes that much pride in their work. Yeah. Like if someone's like working for 15 bucks an hour, like, oh, they're only paying me 15 bucks an hour. Uh More shit. Like if you're really good at what you do, people will find a place for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and and we've all worked for much less than 15 bucks an hour. For free. And and knowing that the end goal of something was going to come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've always just struggled with that. I I mean, I have for sure. Well, there's that balance too, right? It's like, like I go to like, Again, like Ben, small giant, he's one yeah. of the guys I go to for honest feedback. And Ben will say, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. Ben's got no problem telling me. I, I <laughs> want my friends telling me, like, the people I trust, hey, yeah. where I'm doing wrong. So everyone wants to pat you on the ass once you're doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't grow that way. Yeah. But also, there's that part, too, as an entrepreneur, is like, you see the world a little differently through a different lens. And that's what makes you unique. So when do you listen to that gut instinct? Mm-hmm. And when do you take outside feedback? And so it's a, it's a constant balance. For example... I started doing these videos four years ago and yeah, it was kind of cool introducing yoga and hit training. Now a lot of people are doing this, right? Yeah. But what makes us unique? Cause years ago I was explaining this to people. I was like, Hey, I want to kind of merge yoga with fitness with this meditation. And they're like, don't do it. Do not mix fitness and yoga, hmm. especially in some meditation. Like there's a reason why no one, that people don't do that. And these are some very successful people that told me not to do this, mm-hmm. but I trusted. I was like, I really don't have any interest in just making workouts with burpees. Yeah. And so I stuck to my gut instinct on that. Four years later, that's what makes us unique. Yeah. Is now mm-hmm. you can talk to companies about we mix movement with mindfulness, which is kind of the new thing now. Sure. Right? And so there's a part of listening to your gut, and there's also that part too, like if you're getting honest feedback from someone that you respect, like I had to swallow my pride and, and chop down the fifty minute workouts to twenty. Yeah. I had to swallow my pride and like start listening to the customers and making easier videos. And so now we have beginner level videos. Yeah. So there's a balance there for sure. Uh-huh. Have you have you done that where you went with your gut and you fucked up or vice versa? Where I went with my gut and messed up. That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty, I say I'm hard on myself, but I'm also a lot flexible in the sense of like, I will always be cool with going with my gut and messing up. And because I don't look at it as much as, I think it's one of the best lessons you learn. So answer your question. It's not one specific thing comes to mind, but what does resonate kind of on those lines is that, and I think one of the things that why athletes do fairly well in business is that, you know, when you're in football and you have a surgery, like I pretty much had a surgery every off season. You got to earn your job That's back, so right? Crazy. So earn your starting job at Florida, have a surgery, that is crazy. earn it back again, right? Start from zero. I had, a, I had four different linebacker coaches. So just because you had your starting job here before, you have to beat out his new guys. And so it makes you where you don't have time to like sit in your sorrows. So if I make a decision on my gut and it's the wrong one, Six months from now, we'll learn that was the wrong decision. But I don't sit around and worry about it. Like, it takes me about one day. I might take a sip of whiskey and say, oh, fuck that one up. (laughs) And it's getting back to work. Like, what did we learn? Yeah. Right? So I think that is a part of being an entrepreneur that that was so ingrained as an athlete. It's like, there's no time. Like, it's not as much of a question, did you really screw it up? You learned. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that you learn. That's kind of the way I look at failing. Adapt, move on, I think, keep going. Yeah, I was just talking about failure the other day. I think it's very, when you're an athlete, you're failing every day. Yep, every day. In some every, capacity. Yeah, almost every play even. Like yeah. Some, yeah, like yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Like for, for us, for our specific sport, we all played college football. 
is is I, as a DB, I'm going to get beat. Someone's going to catch a ball. You're playing linebacker. A, a guard's going to get on you faster than mm-hmm. you think, and a running back's going to run by you or whatever. So you're constantly failing. You just learn to fail and get over it. Forget. And figure on. out for the next play or the next game what you need to do to adjust. And I would say my weakness is too much like paralysis by analysis. I, th- I think you want to learn and like fail and fail fast. Yeah. Like there, there's a balance between like putting out good work. Don't get me wrong. Like you need to take sure, pride sure. in your work, like we talked about. But you need to fail and fail fast. Yeah. And then I think you just as long as you keep looking at it in a positive out, like all right, fifty minute workouts didn't work. Let's try twenty. See if twenty. Okay, twenty kind of works. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. Yeah. The meditation really adds something cool in there for people to do. It's different. Yeah. It's all right. So you need to be able to app now. Okay. Well, people are actually using it on their desktop more than you anticipate. So there's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things you, that you make mistakes and learn from. But you just uh-huh. keep. I think that. For me, it's like we talked on the car. I am prepared to dedicate the rest of my life to helping people have a better day, mixing movement with mindfulness. T Mac on the car, I was talking about 20 year plan. Oh, like, I, go, I, go, I, go, I go, dude, I don't know what we're doing next month. Well, I, I have no idea what T Mac fitness is going to yeah, look like 15 yeah, years sure. or 20 years or yeah. five or what years. What technology will be available? No yeah. question. Yeah. But I'm committed to dedicating the rest of my life to yeah. it. Sure. And when you have that type of commitment, it's just like, all right, sure, I want more success now. Absolutely. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to, like, continue to, to work at it and get better and get better. And then, you know what? I think eventually we're going to say, we did a pretty good damn good job. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. I had something about that. I, I, a question for you guys. How what? do you go through – if if there's no, like, one guiding principle, right? Like, I've got some friends that are serial entrepreneurs. They just like to start they, – they love to start new businesses. The process of the it. The process of it. And yeah. they, they love that, which I can't – I don't get as – I get and I don't get. For me, it's like – having this commitment to con- dedicating your life to something a principle that you want to share with the world like i truly believe that god has all given us unique gifts in a specific way doesn't mean you have to go off and do like you know something you see on tv or famous but you have a unique gift that only you can bring and spending your life dedicating and working at that craft and giving that away to your fellow brother and sister. Mm-hmm. That is something I think that is honorable, that I that's what fuels me and gets me over the tough times. So I'm I'm just curious, like if you're just if there's nothing that really fuels like a big why, how do you keep going through the obstacles? I think there is though. What do you what do you what would you say that? I don't know yet. Oh. You have an answer though. I, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think I like doing creative and cool shit. Okay. Uh, how we work, you know, it's, it's basically Tim and I, and we have like independent contractors and people who work with from time to time, Tim brings in 99% of the business. And then once it's in, I'm doing 95% of the work Is that accurate ish. Yeah. Cause I'm doing the video. I'm, I'm editing all that kind yep. of stuff. Uh, and he brings in most of the, the clients or partners. I like the process of it. I like the new challenge of it. I, you know, I, I do our video now for the most part. I just started doing video. I, I want to be able to do video and then people say, Oh shit, that was really cool. But also tell a story from it. Right. So like, I think, I think you can, you can inspire and encourage people through video. Absolutely. So it's, it's telling stories, doing cool things, showing people that I told you the story on how we got our first project with USA today based off a camera Tim got for his, when his baby was born and it was an accident that we got the camera. We didn't even know it took video at the time. And then we started reaching out to people and we got this big ass USA today deal based off some bullshit. So, so, so I also want to develop more stuff behind the business of our business where we can show people how, how we were able to do it. I think moving to LA kind of opened my eyes a lot of that too. Where we're in, we lived in Charlotte and lived in Cleveland. 
it's so simple to get in front of people. It's very easy to get in front of people if you have a good pitch and a good concept. And I don't think I've, I don't know if you ever thought that. I never realized that until we I came always, here. Yeah, I always have. You have, oh, oh, you, and you've I, always that, that done was, it. But my gig well, was reaching out to people. Right, and I, I think that's the skill set. I don't have that. Now, yeah. in person, I'm, I'm great. Like, I can sure. talk about fitness and faith and wellness all day in person, and mm-hmm. we can have a two-hour conversation. But what you do is a skill set. I, I need that type of person on my team. Yeah. I don't have someone that can just crank out all day and establish these relation, these new relationships. Yeah. That's, that's all a, Timmy does. That's a skill yeah. set. Like yeah. That is a unique skill set when you're looking at like weaknesses of TMAC Fitness. Not having that type of player on the team is a weakness. Yeah. Did you just try to hire Timmy? I'm trying. We to. had too. He totally <laughs> is right now. We were, totally. we were trying to. Uh, <laughs> your payment is yoga mats, <laughs> dude. So I'm hired. So I, I, I would say though, generally, I like the the concept of the process of it, and then also being able to do cool stuff and show people that they can do cool stuff. Yeah. That they never thought they could do. I'll it. add on to that now that I have. I was going to say. I was going to tell finish. story. Um, t- uh, so I, I guess creating more of the business of the business as we're starting to do now, like the business mm-hmm. behind the business and showing and sharing, I think will be a big part of what we do. Over I, I like watching year. it. It's cool to watch. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, so Timmy went to a meeting. We were trying to pitch a deal to um, um, iHeartMedia. And, and Timmy went to the, de- <laughs> the, the, the to pitch the deal about a year ago, year and a half ago. Sounds about right. And they were in. They're like, we love it. But either way, you have a job if you don't want to go. If you, if you yeah, guys start yeah, <laughs> and that happens more that often. Happens than yeah. Right. yeah, where the guys will be like, "What do you? What's your plan? Like, come work for me." Yeah, like, I'm good. I, I, I think it's a yeah. very unique. I think in a, in a world, but no, no one's offered me yoga mats, so that's well, why. Right, I of course. Yeah. No, we're not saying what kind of yoga yeah. mats yet, but, uh, but I think that's so unique, right? In, in, a, in the days, kind of like of, you know, this this selfie, you know, whole generation we've got going on, right? That. It's that person behind the scenes that makes the business run. Yeah, a lot of times. And I think that a lot of, yeah, and I think that that, that's such a unique, unique skill set. Yeah, definitely. A question for you. Does being a father, does that give you an internal drive? Or is it just you being no. you? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think it's any so. Yeah, I don't think it's any different. I'm a little yeah. more tired. Yeah, <laughs> so I gotta be more efficient with my <laughs> no, time. Okay. An extra but cup of yeah, coffee or two per week. Yeah, I don't think it. I mean, there's no. Speaking of which, you have a meeting coming up though for two. I set my alarm. You? Okay. We got ten. Yeah, yeah, five ten. Got, I got okay. my alarms going. Oh yeah, hold on. We didn't say check uh, your text message. Well, no, yeah, he, he emailed me, so he might be canceling. So let me, let me. Uh, well, that happens too. We'll, we'll talk while you do. But that. so, like, yeah, Tim, yeah, so. Tim has the unique ability to reach out before we even had anything. One, we got to deal with USA Today off some off bullshit video. It was just the concept of doing like, here's what it's gonna look better. Right. It'll be cool. We'll be able to do that. But oh, we, okay, he is canceling. Cut. Nice. Okay. We got all uh, day then. All day but I'll, I'll actually read this because this is a cool email. Okay. Um, let me make sure I got. Can you right. say who it is? No. No. What type of company? I don't. I actually don't even know who it is. You don't have no idea who it is. Bill Gates. Um. Are, are you going to okay. read it? Or are you going? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure I read the entire thing. All right. So uh, I had a call here in a couple of minutes. He's canceling, but he wants somebody out because he wants someone had somebody else to get on the call with him. We're talking about something else. It's the marketing person, but he wants this person on because. Uh, they're in the market for a company to film a Super Bowl ad and wants us to have a conversation about that as well. Oh, let's go. So, 
Those pay well. Pushing it back, yeah. Those pay no, well, yeah. Hop so on that. Don't a minimum. A minimum. Don't, so he's he's don't, don't, back. don't screw that one up. <laughs> so let me take my alarm off. See, and so here, it doesn't go off. Here's Sorry. the thing with that too Atta is boy. is probably what they want is not something we've shot before. If they're looking for something for the Super Bowl, right. it's probably no. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. But we'll ta- we'll say yes oh, and then figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, of course. We always have do we that. ever shot a commercial for a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, we, <laughs> we wouldn't. Have. Which we wouldn't, one? No, you we know. wouldn't lie. We would. <laughs> we wouldn't lie. We'd say, well, yeah, we've no, done similar yeah, yeah. stuff. So yeah, which so, we've done similar so stuff. So talk around that. Yeah, is yeah, we've shot a TV commercial. We have no problem. We've shot with big companies. Yeah, and you and kind of true. talk about the big companies you worked with. I would totally call you out on this shit. Without, no, nah, I'd walk around. Oh, Timmy will walk I, around I'm you black, all damn day. I'm black and white. I'd walk around. The answer is yes or no. We've shot. We've shot TV commercial that has been on. On oh, I major love networks with guys like you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the awkwardness. I'm not bullshitting. I'll, I'll tell it's you, it's all truth. true. Yeah, we've worked with major companies. I don't lie at all in meetings. I'll just walk around. Yeah. Have you shot at a Super Bowl commercial before? I won't say no. But okay. you don't have to. I mean, but how many people have shot a Super Bowl right. commercial? Right. True. Small, right. small, small amount of companies can say that. True. But we've shot similar stuff. Yeah. Correct. And then we'd have to figure it out. Correct. <laughs> Rent a fifteen fifty thousand dollar camera. And <laughs> yeah, probably. But, but it would probably cost us like fifteen hundred rent, and then get a whole team behind it and make it look all good from the back end perspective, and then make it look good in the front end. That would be cool. Yeah. Now I'm wondering who the company is. Mm, sorry. If it's <laughs> an extra yoga mat to give me their email. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Nike, blink twice. No, yeah. Oh, he just did. I know it's not Nike. Anyhow, so where know, are you I, guys? I so what do you guys? Uh, where do you see kind of the future? Where you guys are going with business and BS? So, I mean, again, from with the, the outside, I think it's it's interesting. You're like you're in the work, and so just giving you guys some feedback. It's cool as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Obviously, I know you guys, but yeah, I've like I would share this with my friends, which you guys are doing because mm. as an entrepreneur, you feel sometimes a little bit like lost out there. Like, oh, right, you hear these other stories of guys that are doing similar stuff and then seeing kind of the behind the scenes of, yeah. of what you guys are doing. is pretty cool. Yeah. I always cool. like behind the scenes shit. It's like, if I'm watching. Yeah. Well, like, I, I'm curious. Like I, I really think if it hasn't already, it's going to give you guys a lot more business. Like when I watch the Instagram and I think you and I talked about this before uh-huh. and I see you guys working on whatever project and I'm, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at two or three production companies and they're, I'm looking at their website and I see their typical web reel and et cetera. I'm like, yeah. okay, they're qualified. They're good. And then I go to y'all's Instagram and I see like, y'all like you're having fun behind the scenes. I'm yeah. like, yeah, those are two dudes I'm cool to work with. Yeah. Like their work's just as good as the other ones. Like, you sure. know, I don't want to say one works any better, but this, they look fun. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I'd rather spend a 14 hour shoot with these dudes. I'm sure that's part of why we get some gigs. It, it yeah. definitely. I mean, yeah. we've done, we've done free shoots before. Like the, the one we're working on this week, we've done free stuff for this person before. And now we've been hired four times to do gigs. Yeah, because we did and some free stuff, all, and they're all day gigs because they know they can kick it with us. They're too. all yeah. exactly. They're all day. They basically say, "Here's what we need." Yep, and then we just handle everything yeah. else. Like they do their their like here's the movements, here's the things we're doing for the finish shoot. We handle everything else, and they just show up and do it. And they know we're gonna do it good, and they know us, and they're cool with hanging out with us and yeah. bullshit, and then we're telling funny stories. And, it, and that leads me to like why we started the podcast, why I started the podcast, because um, I like doing shit like this. And Timmy does too. Yeah. But I, I think I, like, I'm definitely the, the driving force. I'm the driving force behind shit like this. But I think it, it's it's threefold. Of course, we we'll probably will get business from it. We've gotten business from podcasts before, actually. Uh-huh. With and, and five people listened or whatever. But we've gotten business from it. 
because of that. Have you had other micro influencers before? <laughs> we <laughs> have had micro. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Who? I mean, Shane is is a micro influencer. Oh, he's a micro. We're going to drop that word Sam, a couple of times throughout the rest. I of think this. Sam and Christina would probably fall in that range right. too. Add them together, but but also it's it's yeah. an opportunity for us to talk to cool people, and then as we create more of our business behind our business, is is this is all content here? Like the the last podcast we did with Shane, I think I did seven videos. I cut from there. I'm sure we'll have five to eight videos we can cut out of yeah. here and use as content pieces. It's not my best side though. Well, you just have to deal with it. Yeah, we could have flipped it. Or put you dead on. Just do the mirror mirror post. But but as we and it gives us an opportunity to get to we've already talked to two everyone we've had on so far we know. But we've already reached out and a couple people are interested in coming on that we don't know. Actually three people. And we've just started to begin that. We're more finding our rhythm, figuring things out, and then we'll go out and reach out and say, Oh, by the way, we're getting five thousand downloads a, a week. Right. Off this, so, so there's value in that to them too. Besides just the content play, cool. That's yeah. our move. There's an Ohio guy doing a podcast I like a lot called uh, the Learning Leader Show. Another Ohio guy like you, mm-hmm. by is Ryan, that Ryan Hawk? Hawk, yeah. yeah. Uh, you does, talked. You told me that yeah, before. Uh, yeah, he does a good job. Which is AJ Hawk's. Yeah, something I mean, his brother. AJ Hawk, yeah. But he brings gotcha. on like a bunch of like former uh, NFL guy, or is he current NFL guy? AJ Hawk. He's former? been out for a minute. Former. I don't watch, I don't watch yeah, pro football. Could tell you, he's but he's been out for a minute. Another Ohio dude doing a podcast. Yeah. I think Lewis Howes, yeah, he's a Ohio guy. Is he Ohio there's, guy? there's something about Ohio he guys and podcasts. Yeah. He went, well, he Ohio went to Northern Capital. Capital. Oh, okay. Okay. Because his the other buddy was. Guys are good at deer hunting and podcasts. <laughs> I've never, I've never hunted. hunted. <laughs> never no, shot no, a gun. Geez. Nope. I've shot a shotgun. I'd, right, I'd like to hunt, though. All right. Yeah. I'd like to. We'll do it. Going next month. You're welcome to come. You should go. Did you tell him about Scooter's Ranch? Yeah. You were talking about this. Oh, that's right. We did. I forget where I was. You were texting me about that. You were with him. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We had questions. He goes there all the time. You should go. I want to. Anyhow, T-Mac, let's wrap this up. Okay. Appreciate your time, sir. Appreciate your time, too. We shall talk soon. Thank you.